Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It has always been good for business to incite people's passions, their desires, what they want. What sells but tickling one's fancies? Uh, in the book of Acts, as the early church, the preaching of the gospel and the liberation that comes from that preaching, uh, this is where some idol makers, uh, this also with the woman freed from possession, uh, they are really upset at the apostles because they have, in their words, turned the world upside down. They have come and messed things up. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, the past few years, we know for a fact uh, that certain social media algorithms are keyed in to our passions, uh, made to inflame, specifically targeting or putting before us things that will get most of the reactions, and especially anger, outrage. The fathers talk quite a bit about the darkening of our mind's eye, our soul. One of the metaphors they use is like a mirror, I believe I mentioned this, this last week, where with the passions and the things that accrue in our lives, the addictions, the idols, all these different metaphors of scripture, the ways images from scripture talking about our enslavement, uh, we become really darkened mirrors that can't shine with the radiance or reflect the radiance of who we were made in the image of, of God himself. And part of the process of becoming like him is clinging off all of this stuff. And like a lot of things, if you've ever tried, if something's been not touched for a long time, there's a lot of soot, dirt, grease, etc. Sometimes it needs some elbow grease to actually work to get to clear off that mirror. We have a tendency, especially in our culture, beyond this outrage factor, we have this, this weird kind of like tension. On one hand, we love to be incited on all sorts of fronts of our passions, but on the other, we uphold and we think that we are really super rational and that we can just engage with ideas, with our minds, uh, and that is how discourse, right, happens. The fathers, in talking about what happens with that darkening of our mind, of our heart, if you want to use the technical term of noose, our way of perceiving the world, is that we can't actually even see the world correctly. That there are things that come to us, I think we all encounter this daily, we don't, we empirically know this, what are the source of most of our uh, arguments or disputes with uh, family, friends, etc.? It's usually misunderstandings uh, or the way in which uh, some inflection of a sentence hits someone and then the passions recall past harms, ills, etc. The fathers especially, and I'm thinking of the book Unseen Warfare, which is a nice uh, condensing of teachings of the fathers has in one of its chapters one of the great themes at the beginning of Unseen Warfare 
is what is first, what is unseen warfare? That we're in a great war for our soul. That process of cleaning off the mirror. And that if we think that we're going to do this with just our elbow grease, we're sadly greatly mistaken. That the whole movement towards God is coming to trust ultimately in him who is able to allow us to free us of this mess that we've gotten ourselves into. And one of the great things is challenges for us is to be able to actually engage with the world, with others, and actually what it is instead of what we bring to the table, right? That we engage with things with our lust, with our anger, with our resentment, with our hurts that have morphed into other things that we have grabbed onto our sense of pride. We can keep going down the list, right? What do the fathers say about this? On one hand, uh, they encourage, of course, prayer. Not light prayer, but intense, deep prayer that puts us at every moment of the day at the will of God, discerning the will of God and accepting his will. That prayer is something that we are to marinate, that we are to live within. That prayer is, especially if you're familiar with the prayer of the heart, that is something that is just constantly going on within us. And the second is that we learn how to engage with things, not first with our passions, but that we actually probe, this is the language, that we actually get behind and try to actually understand something, or I could say, or someone for who they are, as God sees them, instead of what all of our passions bring to the table. Now, this is not, of course, an easy task for us, but it is this constant struggle, aided by prayer, but to actually engage with and deal with things that come to us, because this is the daily struggle. The text that comes that tells us something that we were afraid of and now it's real. An engagement or an encounter at work, something that we randomly see on a screen or on the radio or whatever, that just sends us. And this is what the fathers talk about habits and particularly ingrained sins, addictions. We don't even think, we don't even process what is happening, we immediately go to that passionate response. And by passionate, I don't mean enthusiastic, right? I mean the anger, the resentment, the disappointment, despair, all of these things that can come. We commemorate today St. Arsenios the Cappadocian. This was uh, fellow Arsenios was the one who baptized St. Paisios. This is the beginning of the 20th century. He's the Cappadocian because uh, is his generation that was kicked out of Turkey in the Great Exchange of Population. If you want to look that up, you're more than welcome to in the early 20th century. That we get then, of course, the very well-loved and revered St. Paisios. One of the things that St. Arsenios uh, is known for and gave out to his spiritual children was something that is called the St. Arsenios' Psalter, 
which is basically the entire Psalter laid out, and then for each psalm, occasions of things that happen. Now, of course, some of this is not going to translate to now. Like one of the psalms is for those who are going out fishing and want a great catch of fish, right? I don't think many of you are fishermen here. But you can see behind this, if you just Google St. Arsenios' Psalter, you will, you will find this, that our life, especially through something like the Psalter, is an always present thing that we go to God in prayer, that we discern, that we stop ourselves in reaction to things, that we pray, that we seek discernment. This is also something that the fathers talk about with, uh, in with prayers, discernment from others, and then to actually engage with things in a dispassionate manner. This is the example of our Lord. This is the example of the martyrs who could have stood up for themselves or walked away from certain situations or lied but they dealt with the reality, they witnessed to the truth of God in those circumstances. So may God give us uh, hearts alive, a flame lit with prayer for him, desire for him, so that we can, when we encounter all the bumps, the bruises, the little things that happen in life, that we can dispassionately engage with them that we can turn to God in prayer, holding on to him with faith, that we have hope in him, and that we can then deal with reality, things that happen, people, and all the things that are attendant to those that we love or those that might hate us or be our enemies, that we love them because we have that faith and hope in God that is an anchor to our soul. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank <laughs> you.